get this party started. Welcome to Cindy and Joe show. We are getting the party started because the Pistons draft in two days, and we need to get it, this out because everyone has been asking us for basketball coverage. So we had to get this out to you guys on the YouTube and the Apple and the everywhere that you get us on podcasts or wherever you get your thoughts, you hear us. Because everybody knows that on the Cindy and Joe show, on between the whistles, Detroit Sports Network, you hear it here first. You get some of the best analysis. Because we listen to everybody and we have people. And people steal from us, too. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay, because, you know, what do they say? Imitation is the finest form of flattery. So I'm good with it. So we have the Pistons draft coming up. And yeah, exciting. A lot of great opportunities, I think, for the Pistons this year. Yeah, well, they can get Jaden Ivey. They can get Keegan Murray. They can get Shaden Sharp. They can get Benedict Matherin. Or anybody of those guys. I don't really like Benedict Matherin or Shaden Sharp. I'll get into that. We'll, we, we got an athletic article from scouts to get their opinion on those guys. And it's interesting to hear them because they're so – when you talk to a scout, they're so – sometimes they're so dry and raw that they, they literally don't really care what they say because they really don't care because it's their life. Yeah, well, don't. they don't put enough sizzle with the steak, Joe. That's what we're here for. We're here to give the sizzle to the steak, and the sizzle that I'm going to add is this. It seems as if the Detroit Pistons are – they have a strategy going into this draft, Joe. And what I'm hearing a lot of the conversation surrounding that strategy is the fact that the Detroit Pistons are really building this team and directing their efforts in this draft around Cade Cunningham. You know, there's a lot of talk about whether or not they're going to trade Jeremy Grant. They're going to trade up to get a higher pick, maybe to lock in Jaden Ivey because he's such a compliment. They feel such a compliment to Cade Cunningham. I don't know about that. I think there, the fact that Cade Cunningham is such a versatile player to start with means that you really have to go after the talent. You know, you have to look at the raw talent, what's on the board, and anyone that you choose. I believe is going to be a good compliment to Cade Cunningham. So, but I think that those are the two main things that are going on here. First is that they're building around Cade. Secondly, what are they willing to do to do that? And what lengths are they willing to go to? Are they willing to let go of Jer- let go of Jeremy Grant to trade up? I know you've got some thoughts on that. I think it all really comes down to what's made for Cade. Yeah, it's interesting because you say the trade in Jeremy Grant. I think they'll trade Jeremy Grant to get more draft picks to move down because there's a lot of talent in this draft. But I I don't think that they're going to trade up because, let's face it, the team in front of you, Sacramento, they are the crack addicts of uh, the NBA. (laughs) They they are. That doesn't sound like a good thing, Joe. Well, they are always the one that will screw up a wet dream. (laughs) <laughs> like like every every year that they're that 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 they're in the draft and they draft high all the time because that's 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 literally what they do. Like they are the they're not even the Lions because the Lions can actually make good picks. But th- this this team, I mean, in twenty eighteen they drafted Marvin Bagley, who is on the who is on the Pistons right now. They totally missed the boat on Luka Doncic. Jaron Jackson and Trey Young because they wanted to draft Marvin Bagley. But that's just, that is exactly what they do. In 2019, they did it again. Yeah. They, 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 can, they continue to do it all the time. 
So if you're if you're looking to trade up, no, just let Sacramento be. Sac- I see your. Just let Sacramento be Sacramento because they usually just spill all over themselves. They're like that guy at the bar that like just will just he has a beer in his hand and then he drops it in his lap and it looks like he pissed his pants. On you, right? <laughs> yeah, it looks like he pissed his pants, and you're like, this guy literally pissed his pants. And no, he just dropped. He just dropped the beer on himself. Well, the Pistons are going to have some options coming in here, okay? Regardless of what they do with Jeremy Grant, and I actually think there's some value to keeping Jeremy Grant. Um, oh, certainly, yeah, yeah. And so I think I think it might surprise people. I think for as much trade talk as there've been, I think he might actually be part of the the recipe of the of the Cade birthday cake. I think. You know, he could actually be a piece of this. So, and their draft picks might reflect that. It'll be interesting. I think when we see how they draft, you're going to have a really good idea what they're going to do with Jeremy Grant if they don't trade up with him. Uh, There's a couple of names that you mentioned that I'd like to talk about a little bit more in terms of what do you think the best options are uh, for this scenario of building around Cade Cunningham. Um, First and foremost, uh, Jay Nivey, who... I'll just tell you right now, I think he makes the most sense. Um, I think that he's the kind of guy, he's from Detroit. He gets the Detroit culture already. He understands what the Detroit Pistons mean to Detroit. Um, I think he probably has some kind of inborn desire to see the Pistons become successful, uh, to see them be the bad boys again. I think he probably has heard stories of that. Uh, growing up and I think he wants to be part of that renaissance for the Detroit Pistons I think he might have a little more skin in the game uh, being a hometown kid not to mention the fact that his skill set is very enviable and would complement Cade Cunningham beautifully and really these two guys if they've got some good chemistry going I think I I think that would be could be a dynamic duo uh, moving forward uh, for the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, you know, you know the thing about Jay Ivey is his mom played for the Detroit Shock, right? His d- grandpa played for the Detroit Lions, so this kid knows Detroit. He's been in Detroit. He knows what's expected to be, you know, a player in Detroit. Like you think about it, this guy, you know, he he knows what exactly what to expect when he goes into that city. You know, there's a lot of times where you get a guy who comes into a new area like Detroit or like Philadelphia or like Boston, they don't understand a damn thing about that area. Like they don't understand that. Like you, when you, when you go play the game that you love, you better play your ass off because these people are not going to, they're not going to stand for you taking time off to, because you got to hurt boo boo. (laughs) Well, you know, we're talking about chemistry, right? And you're, you're kind of making a similar you know, argument what I did, but there's some that say that if you're looking at chemistry and kind of getting down with the sickness here in Detroit, uh, that who fits best with the current lineup is actually Benedict Mathurin. See, but I, I know you don't like I, him. I really don't like Benedict Mathurin. Mathurin, why don't you like him? Well, first of all, I, th- I think he's too English for me. The Benedict. I love his first name. Uh, I got to tell you, I just love Benedict. I love it. See, I you think I, they call him Benny. Can we call him Benny if he comes here? His middle name is Arnold, though. 
No, it isn't. It's not swear to God. It is. I, Who I, would do that to a kid? Oh I, my gosh, I, there might be a genetic flaw there. I uh, there's something wrong. So I, I so in this article at the Athletic, they they go you know stone by stone. They talk about Jaden Ivy. We'll talk about Jaden Ivy first because it's when I scroll past. They say he's the best athlete in the draft. He has an explosiveness like Russell Westbrook or John Wall. He's going to be able to get himself down downhill at will. He was able to bail himself out bail himself out at the college level, although I'm not sure that works up here. He puts too much pressure on defense with his speed. He's not a great shooter, but he's improved. People want to know if he can f- be a full time point guard because he, he, you know, he's he's a great player like that. But uh, they say the lack his his lack of ball skills is their only concern about Jay Ivey. and that's what that's what worries me about Jay Ivey, But I think that he could become a really really good player for in the NBA. So let's assume for the moment, and I think we can both agree we would love to see Jaden Ivey, but let's assume that the Pistons do not trade up, and let's assume he's off the board by the time they get there. Who's your second choice? Well, I like Keegan Murray. Why? But Benedict Matherin, he, when, you, when you hear about this from the scouts, you're like, okay, this kid might be pretty damn good. So they say this is from a scouts and uh, athletic article. They go, there's not a ton of weaknesses there. Really good shooter. He's going to be able to fly off screens, and he's really good to catch and shoot option. He's going to have he's going to have to work on his play creation, his ball handling, which is an issue. But he's not awful with the ball. But he's not electric. He's he's what our game likes, which is a big wing. He's a streaky guy. He's great in transition. I'd be nervous about him in the half court. I'm. Cons- Concerned that emotionally he gets two up and two down. The way he shoots reminds me of Rail, who is a Hall of Famer. You know what? The one thing that, that I take out of that whole thing, and I don't know about you, but the whole emotionally up and down. Mm-hmm. I think when you're an athlete at any level, especially in the NBA or NHL or NFL or Major League Baseball, I think if you don't if you don't work on your emotional game, I think that's that's how you can really kick yourself out of the game quick. Well, you know, one of the things that they say about Keegan Murray is that he's considered one of the safest bets because they feel that he's kind of the most NBA play-ready guy. Um, oh, yeah. You know, reliability factor. Oh, yeah. The scout, the, the scout that was in the athletic, he, 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 lo- he loves the kid. Uh, he said he's ready to play now. He can go inside now. He's a better athlete than people think, and he can really stroke it. He scores like a pro, big-time shooter, efficient basketball player. He's got to get stronger, but every one of these guys that's in the draft has to get stronger because this is a big boy league, you know? You know, like, when we talk about, you know, the Red Wings, you know, we talk about them spending time in the AHL or, or the Swedish Elite Hockey League because they got to spend some time to get, you know, more strength and get better at their craft. NBA, there's no G, the G League is they don't send players like that down to the G League. So, but um, I like Keegan Murray. I mean, if I was gonna pick my top two, it'd be Jaden Ivey and Keegan Murray easily. So then you've got one thrown in there that I think people are that they're talking about, and I think it's an interesting conversation to have. And that's Jaden Sharp. Oh my god! And okay, I now all right, we're gonna have a difference of opinion here on Sharp, and I'll tell you why. You tell me your issue with Shaden Sharp. I'll tell you why I like him. You tell me why you don't. Here's the reason I don't like Shaden Sharp. Let me just let me just put it to you simply. The, the kid they want to play at Kentucky, 
So he, he sits out the whole season. We don't even know what this kid can be at the pro level because he didn't play college basketball. I mean, he sat out. Um, we seen him in high school, but who cares about high school? Because, I mean, to be honest, like, there's a lot of people that look good in high school. And they're probably bums when they get to college. I mean, who was that? There was a kid that played for Michigan State. He was like a top, he was a top recruit or whatever. He comes to Michigan State, and this kid, this kid was absolutely garbage. But like that's the thing I worry about. Like the you haven't seen him against top tier competition. Mm-hmm. So the instability of Sharp can be contrasted with the stability that Murray presents. However, you know, no, here's you, you make you make the let me just cut you off for a minute. You oh, make sure, the, Joe. You, Go you ahead, make, cut me <laughs> off. <laughs> you, you make the case about Murray. And you make the case about Shade and Sharp. And you go, which one would you take? Obviously, I'm taking kid Keegan Murray because that kid has played in big-time ball games. He's played against big-time players. And he's played against the best of the best. Shane Sharp has not. And if you read this athletic article, they literally say he's a risk. If you watch him in his pro day, you think he was a top three. He didn't miss. They say he has high character. But there, he's, you know... They talk to a GM and he goes, if you're a GM who is not worried about getting fired, he's worth the gamble. So basically, it's basically they're saying, if you're not worried about getting fired, pick him. But if you're worried about getting fired, don't pick him. And that's scary. And I get that. Here's what I like about Sharp. I like I like his um, mystique. I like the fact that the guy is so athletic and the fact that he shows all this rawness, this raw talent, this raw ability that's just looking to be harnessed. And I feel that if he is under the proper tutelage, and I think we could provide that for him here in Detroit, if it's properly harnessed and properly um, directed and disciplined, I think this guy could be, I mean, he's a big guy. He brings that. That's not going to change. Tremendous opportunity for the three-pointers. A huge, you know, they, you'd call it a wingspan. Um, I mean, 6'11", for guy. I mean, I think he brings so much raw uh, benefit. All we need to do is craft it up. And I'd be willing to take a chance on the guy I like. And I don't know if I like him at, at pick number five, but I but I I do, but I do like those things about Sharp. And I think I think we could make him into whatever we want him to be. And I think he could be an absolute dynamo. All right, let's say this. I get I get Keegan Murray with a five. We trade Jeremy Grant to get to Portland for the seventh pick, and you pick up Shaden Sharp. I think both of us would be happy there. I think I'd go with that. I'll agree with you there. Because I think, see, I think the Pistons, I think one thing that they need to get this year is they need to get a guy who can come in and play next year. Because you look at Cade Cunningham, I mean, he got better as the year went on. You give him a running mate, and it could be really, really uh, helpful for his development and the Pistons' development. And they've got to look at this really an enterprise-wide operation. I mean, they, they, they do. They have to look at I know they're talking about building a, a, around Cade Cunningham, but I believe that this head coach and this GM are a little are looking a little deeper than that and a little wider than that. I really do. It, it might be all the pundits and it might be all the media that are talking about Kate Cunningham, Kate Cunningham. Yeah, but 
I think that both of these gentlemen, you know, Troy Weaver and um, th that he is the kind of guy who's going to look deeper than that. And he recognizes that he's got to look long-term. Um, he can't build around just one guy because if something happens to that one guy, what do you got left? Well, here's the thing. Obviously you're looking for talent. I mean, look what Stevie Wyatt did, right? So Stevie Wyatt drafts, he drafts uh, Cider, who won the Calder. We talked about that in the last video. Then he drafts Lucas Raymond a forward. Then he drafts Simon Evanson, a, a defenseman. But the difference was he Stevie Wyatt drafted that defenseman because he's a left-handed shot to pair with Cider going forward. But he, but in the meantime, you know, you got you got the you got the you got the the players to play. So in the NBA, like it, you you think about the future, obviously, but you're at borrowed time with some of these players because, you know, you get an option. They, they get the option to sign their, uh, their super max or whatever, when they're in the, they're in the first four years, I believe it is. So mm -hmm. you want to give an impression to K that like you're building this to win. And K's a guy you should build around. I mean, injuries happen, but if you get a guy like Jaden Ivey or a Keegan Murray, who are a top level player, I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter. You put those guys with kid and they can, they can really make some things happen. Well, and like we were talking about in the Red Wings segment last is when you've got these dynamic young players that you can almost, you may as well just, you know, call the hall of fame right now and just, you know, they have a plaque waiting. Right. Um, when we're talking about like Mo Sider, who just run, won the Calder tonight, when we talk about Cade Cunningham, we talk about that's great that you secured these players as young rookies. Now you got to retain them. Yeah. So one of the things that they have to be looking at, not only building around Cade and, and how to, you know, really maximize what he brings to this team, but also they've got to show him that there's a reason he's going to want to stay and retain him. Um, oh, yeah, and, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So that's got to be something they're thinking about too. And that's something that really is not being mentioned in many of the articles on, uh, you know, on this subject or any of the conversations. I haven't heard that uh, so much as, you know, building around, you know, Cade's skill level and his, his talent and his abilities. And, and, you know, do, do you, do you put in a solid center? Do you put in, you know, um, a really dynamic guard? Are you, you know, what do you do um, to maximize yeah, the I Kate think, Cunningham effect, I, I, and I think that they're looking at other things like retention of Cade Cunningham. Yeah, I think Troy Weaver is going to be looking at every option because I think you know when he was in Oklahoma City, they had Kevin Durant and they had Russell Westbrook and they had James Harden. Problem was, I think that the you know Sam Presti, who was the general manager and still is at Oklahoma City, I think the one thing that they missed there that I think Troy Weaver learned on was the character of those guys. You know, I think I think with Cade Cunningham, you know, he's going to be building around Cade Cunningham. So he he wants a guy get a guy who will come in and buy into his role, and do his best for the team. You know, I think that's the most important thing because you look at you look at guys like Steph Curry, you look at guys like uh, you know the greats of you know Tim Duncan, they were great players, but they were even better leaders. I think that's the most important thing. You know, you look at a guy like. I I I I did it. I was pissed off at, in the finals because I watched this guy Jason Tatum. He's talking about being Kobe Bryant, and this guy is not even not even he, he's not even playing like Kobe Bryant. He's playing like uh, some guy from Croatia playing on his first contract. Like, 
I, like you, when you talk about getting the guys that you want, and you talk about getting the guys who uh, could take your franchise to the next level, you have to first, you have to totally make sure that you draft the guys who have high character, who buy into the team concept and want to be a leader. I think that's the most important thing. And that's why I like Keegan Murray and I like Jane Ivey because they are leaders. You can tell by the way they played in the programs that they played for. And you can tell by the way that they, they uh, you know, compose themselves. I think that's the most important thing, especially in the NBA realm. Because if you look at some of these guys that are in the NBA, they're such dirtbags. I mean, you got these guys like Kyrie Irving and, you know, Kevin Durant. I mean, Kevin Durant's a great player. They're both great players. They're just not leaders. Like you put them on the you put them on a team where they have to be the leader, and the that team doesn't go anywhere. So I think being a leader is is the main portion. I like Cade Cunningham's composure. You need someone that will buy into being the you know the second leader next to Cade, and I think that's the most important thing with the Pistons this, this draft. No doubt the intangibles are something that are, that's going to be getting considered in a couple of days when they go to make their choices. Um, I don't think anybody would argue that certainly in the importance of those things, but as they're looking at putting together a championship team, you know, they're, they've got to consider that chemistry. Um, anytime you put together a winning team, you've got to consider that like Isaiah Thomas was awesome. He was the face of Detroit. He was, you know, the defining player for the Detroit Pistons, but Isaiah Thomas isn't going to do it alone. And where would you be without Joe Dumars, Bill Lambier? Yep. You're Rick right. Mahorn. I mean, Rick Mahorn. That's yeah. right. So, I mean, look at the 2004 Pistons. They there was not a Hall of Famer on the roster up until last year, but they played as a team, and they beat the Lakers, who had four Hall of Famers on the team. Yeah. So I think they, when they're looking for a fit for Detroit, they're going to take all of those things into consideration. It'll be really exciting to see what they do and who they get. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for the Pistons. I think that this, this could be a, a draft that really propels them in the future. And I think Troy Weaver is the right guy for the job. And I think if you think about it in the realm of, is Troy Weaver the right person for the job? You just got to look at his draft record. I mean, obviously, Killian Hayes didn't work out up until this point, but he's becoming more, he's becoming a better player. But you look at the Sadiq Bays, the Isaiah Stewart's, the guys that he drafted pretty late, and they're becoming better players. And then you look at Kate Cunningham, he's a really, really good player. So I like the way that uh, that Troy Weaver is drafting. I think that he's developed that Oklahoma City mindset. So I think that they're going to draft the players that they can develop and make them into stars. That's what I think. Well, and hopefully all these kids grow up together and they grow, they grow into their talent potential. And we see a championship team come out of this because I'm really excited. You know, you said you're excited, Joe, for the Pistons. I think you can make the argument, and people who've been listening to our show, you can certainly make the argument, I'm excited for the Pistons. I'm excited for the Red Wings. I'm excited for the Lions coming up. Just had that conversation yesterday, uh, actually, and also at lunch today, about the Detroit Lions. And with the Detroit Lions, do you really think we can get excited? Do you think this, you know, we've had all these false starts and all these false hopes and all that? No, I really do believe that the Detroit Lions are something to be excited about. And, you know, when they said, are they going to go under over 10 games? I said over. I really believe that. I think the Pistons are poised, just like those other two franchises are, to the next step. Absolutely. And we are on our way to championship city potentially in those three sports. 
baseball's another story. The Tigers, uh-huh. you, you, you always got to have, you know, well, the redheaded stepchild listen, in there, right? Listen, you, you, you just brought up three teams, right? And what are all three teams? What are those all three teams have? The Pistons, the Red Wings, and the Lions. They have good leadership at the top with Troy Weaver, with Brad Holmes, with Stevie Y. Those are guys who make decisions strictly on how can this guy help my team and how, how can I get this team better? Yep, no doubt. It's got to start at the top. You've got to have that leadership uh, to get everyone underneath them, all of the resources that they need to and make it look, happen. If you look across the street to, you know, Comerica Park, you see El Vila playing, uh, uh, you know, one of those uh, things you put a quarter in and you ride the little horse at my <laughs> Well, if he's riding the horse, I can tell you what the other GMs in this city are are getting on some serious thoroughbreds because exactly. they've got us heading in the right direction. Yeah, El Avila's on the El Avila's on the plastic horse that goes up and down, and Eisenman, Holmes, and and Weaver on are on these thoroughbreds that play go to the Kentucky Derby. They're in the Kentucky Derby, man. Exactly. So you've got to do that. Look out, everybody, for a graphic on between the whistles. You should put those guys on the. That would be a great graphic. Just saying. We'll, we'll work it out. So you would be, who would you be, who who do you, who would you draft? I want Jaden Ivey. Okay. So I'll take Jaden Ivey too, but if you had to take a second, who would you take your second pick? I think you make a really good argument for Keegan Murray and I wouldn't mind him at all, but I, I, I think, I think Sharp could be a, could really be a dynamic factor. And uh, if he works well with Cade and the, and the chemistry is right, I'm liking Sharp. All right, I'll take Key and Murray with that, and then we'll we'll see how the Pistons draft coming up in the next in Thursday, and we'll see what they do with their fifth pick or if they trade up. Who knows? You never know until you get to the day of. But this is Detroit. This is between the whistles, Detroit, your hometown team. Stick for more Pistons content on our YouTube page, or our social medias, the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagrams, and we will keep you covered on all Pistons related news leading up to the draft. We, will we are you. everywhere. We are everywhere. We will see you next week. I'm between the whistles of Detroit, Cindy and Joe show. Have a great night. See you then.